how would I be different if I just did what my wisdom voice told me to do? Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, if we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. You know, I was going to ask you, like, do you think that um, it adds something to recovery uh, is having the oh. animals around? But oh, I think oh God. And that's a tough one because that comes up quite a bit. It's like like I would I would never say to a parent that, you know, oh, I know what you mean. I have cats and dogs and horses and ducks. So it's like I know I know about parenting. It's like but. I, I don't know the the but you talk to animal people and and, and sometimes the animal people that the people that, that reassure me the most are the ones who are also parents who basically will say no it's just a different connection our animals live shorter periods of time than we do so we've said goodbye to lots and lots of animals dealt with a lot of grief it's like you know they haven't left the mark on us as if somebody people I've known who's lo who've lost kids. You know, it's like, well, of course, that, that's not it's not a traumatic event event like that. It's a it's a natural event. But it's like, I don't know, it's it's that'd be an interesting discussion to have with 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 some people who are who are parents, people who we put we could put a panel together, people who are parents, people who are parents and pet, pet lovers and people who are just pet lovers. And then we could just throw in somebody who doesn't understand any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Some a staunch so, uh, anti-pet person some some clueless person that doesn't give a shit about anybody but themselves <laughs> and uh we'll see that but it's um no but it's it's it, no it's an it's an amazing thing and it's it's um and you're right it gets it you know and if and from a depression point of view it you know it's one of the one of the many zillion things that that's that's basically helps me in my day to day, because, because I was thinking about just yesterday when I got up in the morning, it's like, I, I was just kind of fogged out. My didn't feel good with, with just, my depression kind of resets at night anyway. And it's like, like, but I needed, I, I had some stuff I needed to do and they were just chores. I just needed to do clean cat litter, do some vacuuming, you know, where, where Didi was going to have some clients come in where the, where the animals had been. And stuff, and I just, and I just, you know, got into the, the routine of doing those things because they needed to be done. And I, re and I realized about halfway through, I'm feeling better, you know, because yeah. otherwise I would just, I literally would just be sitting there, you know, drinking a cup of coffee or trying to go back to sleep. Wisdom and discipline and how mm -hmm. those dovetail with emotional sobriety. And um, I think you were telling me a bit about how even when we're uh, out of our minds and we're going through kind of like these very, um, you know, these dark periods of addiction or of, you know, um, you just, know, men just, mental health that, aggravation. Yeah. And yeah. And just even, even, you know, and I'm, I'm treated, for, you know, I'm treated both psych psychotherapeutically and, and, and with medication for depression also, but, you know, those of us who are depressed, we, we, we still have, we still surf depression. We still have depression. Most of us are not. There've been a couple of times where I feel like I have been. And my doctor has said that I was in complete, uh, he would say I'm in remission from 
from depression, but most of the time, not, not complete remission from that. It's like, it's, it's like you deal with it. It's it, but it's a, you know, part of what emotional sobriety is, is, is saying, okay, I'm, I'm consciously choosing to use that as a, the same as I use my my concept two rowing machine in there to 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 you know to build build muscles and and tone myself and and keep my my lungs healthy. It's like I you know you go in there and say okay well this is this is just resistance that I'm up against and that's what we're going to do. You know weight resistant training is that. So emotionally we do weight resistant training with our depression. It's like it's like going okay well I need to you know this these are opportunities for me to learn that and it's, and so when you said I, I just I just um uh, just took off on a little tangent when you when you when you said something about being in a, in a really bad place or something uh, but it's not it's it's sometimes just being in a little bit of a bad place and in very often it's a very familiar place you know i mean i've said i've, I've told you before and probably said this on the podcast before too that that, that you know, everybody needs to kind of understand their own mental health and their, and, and understand what they're what they're dealing with just like you do just like somebody who's a diabetic or somebody who has who has uh you know uh, uh thyroid issues or or arthritis whatever Pe people learn to manage their their symptoms and it, it's and manage their 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 health it's like my you know, my depression has always historically was always worse at, uh, in the in the early parts of the day, the morning, and, and so even even in treatment, it it my uh, what I said is my my uh, my my depression resets at night. It's like I'm I. I'm a you know I share a lot about my life here on the on the podcast. You know a lot about this stuff. My, you know I like I, I basically I have I as my dad used to say I have no complaints that would hold up in court. It's like it's like I, my life is good. Um, surrounded with I'm here with my my wonderful beautiful wife of 36 years and and all these this menagerie of animals. It's like but I I still am somebody who wakes up in the morning with the first thing first the first thought in my head is oh fuck you know <laughs> it's like it's just i mean it's my sometimes maybe not that but but it's like that's when and then i go i go then i go to work it's it's like there's just a part of me that just it i, I wake up with that heaviness that's, that's going to be difficult and 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 so what you learn learn to do with especially if people thinking about depression or and i think a lot of these things apply to anxiety as well is you know you you basically well, what, what we're talking about on the in the Thursday group a lot and that Roger Andes talks a whole lot about is that acceptance. It's like, you know, OK, it's just accept, accept. That's part of that's part of what it's like to be me getting up. It's sort of, you know, there, you know, it's like if, if you have a if you have a bad back that you need to get up and you do stretches for every day before and if you don't do them, you're, you're going to have a harder day. This is the same thing. It's just emotional. It's just psychological. Um, so, so when you say that your depression resets at night, does that mm -hmm. mean that um, the end of the day, typically uh, it's, it's, it goes pretty good as compared to the beginning of the day, like, you know, head on pillow, mm -hmm. everything's fine. And then you wake oh, up and then it, yeah. yeah. Well, it's even, it even, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, most of us can identify ourselves as either a, a morning person or, 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 you know, a night person and stuff like that. I've, I've never been a morning person. It's like, and that's never been the case, but it's, and maybe this is part of that, but, um, but the, and that, so I, so I tend to, you know, I, I will, I will tend to stay up too late at night and not get enough sleep, especially as I get older, I realize that, you know, I'm, I'm really getting better these days of getting to bed earlier because I, I realize I do need to sleep, but it's like, it's um, no, the, the, I mean, I can tell you on the clock, it's like four o'clock. 
you know, uh, in the, the day, if I'm having, even if I'm having a tough day, four o'clock, everything seems to lift. It begins, to, at least begins to lift around that time. Evenings are wonderful. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about euphoric, but I'm just saying like, no, I, and I, the, and the closest I've gotten to that through my own psychotherapy is, is basically, I, I associate that with, uh, you know, whatever, whatever there, there has been to, to do that day, I've either done it or not done it. And there, and, and I realize it's kind of an acceptance. It's like, and so, you know, and right now in my life, it's a, you know, it's a pleasant thing because that's when, uh, where, whatever, uh, Didi and I've been doing, we, we come together, we, we go through, you know, go through the ritual of doing, doing the chores for the, the animals and stuff like that. And then we, you know, sit down and have dinner together and usually watch something on television and, and, uh, um that we that we both we both enjoy watching um well that and, seems uh, like the the discipline part of the equation is what you're talking about it's the kind of like the practice that um yeah. you know shakes you yeah. out of you know the, this depressed state and when yeah. i thought about uh you know the dynamic between wisdom and discipline my i flashed right back to like when i went to my first few aa meetings and i was mm. f- first starting to kind of like get a sense of what was out there. I knew I had a problem with drinking and drugs. And, um, but I like, I didn't have the willingness yet. And I'm, I'm hoping we can right. get a little bit into step three, cause we've been doing a lot oh, of work yeah. on that uh, week to week. But um, I think the way I described it to somebody later was like, even before I had the willingness, I would go to these meetings. I would talk to people. I would pick things up. Um, mm-hmm. People would give me advice. And uh, in my early struggling um, when I wouldn't take the advice, when I would just go back out there and, you know, get loaded and do the same mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm. over and over again. But then later, when I actually got some recovery time and um, there was a lightning, all, all that advice and all that stuff that yeah. went into my repository came back up again. I hadn't forgotten it. It had been filed somewhere. Yes. And, and I started, but see that, I suppose that is a bit like the where, where the wisdom goes is that even if you're not ready you know, I mean, theoretically, I'm sure yeah. there's a great nugget. No, I, I, I no, Patrick, I never thought of that that way. But that, oh, I love that the idea, the idea that you're long, long before, because I want to, because I'm going to talk here in a minute about about wisdom as you know one of those characters in our intrapersonal lives is like, like um, using that that uh, you know multiple mind metaphor. It's like, but what you just said, I mean, it absolutely syncs with, with my experience as well. And it's the idea that, that, so the wisdom, because, because I don't, you know, I never tell people we've got to create a wisdom voice or sometimes we call it in, in working with recovery, I call it the recovery voice, but it's whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what you name these things. It's like, but it's just, we just use the language to have a marker. It's, um, but I love what you just described because, because I never tell people to just go create. We need to create a healthy voice. We need to create, you know, some part of you that's, that's, that's authentic and real because that we always, that's, that's always been there. And what you're, what you're, what you're describing is how the wisdom part of that is, uh, has always been there in collecting things. And it's, um, and one of the things that, we, we, and we'll, uh, I can go, that's a good segue right into the idea that when I'm talking to people about the, and I'm, and I'm talking about using uh, the wis- wisdom and discipline in the intrapersonal model of the idea of, of the, the wisdom within myself and, and, and putting that into practice with, it takes discipline. It's like, and because I've, I've it, I have throughout the years realized and uh, really kind of came across this again, one more time. It's amazing how often we can learn the same lesson and need to get it a little deeper each time, but that 
you know, as somebody who has, uh, uh, I had a therapist one time that, that pointed out to me, she said, she said, Tom, you, you define yourself against other things and other people. She says, you don't, you know, you don't define yourself. You, you, you she says, you're, you're defined by your rebellion. You know, if somebody says something, then you're the, you're, you're the opposite of that. If somebody asks you to do something, you're not going to do that. She says, that's, that's not defined, you know, self-definition. And it's like, you know, I don't think I, I don't really think I got it at the time. Of course, what I was doing, it wasn't, I was rebelling against her. Uh, but it's, it's, well, as a matter of fact, Patrick, this is great. You're, you're a good therapist, by the way, because this, you've done this with me before on, on, especially when, when you and I are going one-on-one -on, -one on these things It's like, like, because guess what? I've been talking about that for years now. And when she said that to me, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I didn't, I didn't do much with it, but what did I have? My wisdom self took it in, you know, and I now use it frequently to, to help other people. And one of the things that I'll, I'll, I'll tell people about how we to, to understand how the wisdom voice inside of us works is I think, think about the wisest people that you have known and that you do, do you know, and it's like, and realize that in contrast to, to people who are know-it-alls and who, you know, or assholes, whatever you want to call them. It's like the, the wise people do not show up at your doorstep. They do not get in your face and give you a bunch of unsolicited advice. They just don't. It's, it's like if there are people that it, it, it's just not unsolicited for one thing. It's, and the other thing is it's not going to be abusive and they're not going to insist that you do what they say. They, they, I'm talking about actual human beings in our lives. It's like, like there are people who are available. And if you call them, if you con contact them, if you ask to go have a cup of coffee with them, they'll, they'll spend time with you and they'll talk to you, but they're, they're not going to, they're not going to grab you by the collar and shake you around and, and, and see what we're used to is these, these, you know, these should monsters and these, these condemning voices in our head. That's exactly what they do there. You never have to go to one of the condemning voices and say, Hey, I'd love to get your thoughts. <laughs> you know, I mean, when, 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 no, you know, you know what they think before you know what you think. Well, yeah. Uh, Learning, when you learn something, it, it has to be a collaborative process in a way, because it, yes. it can't just be like a, a one-way street between authority and your brain. <laughs> there needs there, to be some. There, there needs to be, yeah, somebody's going to pitch the ball, but the other person's going to have to catch it. And it's like, it's it's like, yeah, and, and it's like, and and what we're talking about here are, are many, many situations where wisdom has come our way. We have not caught it, but, but with, with, with the, uh, the, the, the Patrick amendment here to this is what I'm getting is, is the idea that, Hey, wait a minute, but all of that's been collected. You know, it's like, it's a beautiful thing. I, I when I, I wrote a book one time called uh, earning your own respect, and it was about obviously being self-respectful. Um, but I before as I wrote that book and before I published it, I went back and thanked several people that probably just well, I was just contacting them out of the blue. The people who had confronted me with stuff that I, I had never is exactly what you're talking about that I had never gotten at all. It's like there was one college professor who who failed me in a poetry class, uh, and none of my good bullshit tap dancing that always had worked to get me out of that work. This guy just just looked at me and said, "No, you didn't do the work. You're going to fail." And I remember being so angry at this man, you know. And so I wrote to him and thanked him for you know for being 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 the guy who stood up to me really for the, one of the first time. Yeah. I also had, I had a friend 
Her name's Maggie. I still have contact with her nowadays. Every now and then when I go to Dallas, it's like, um, and I remember she told sitting in a car one time, she told me, she said, you know, Tom, you're, 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 one, you're, you're one of the most perceptive people I've ever met. Now, when I tell this story, I could just feel myself, you know, just grow, just my chest pumping up and so proud, you know, perceptive people. And then she said, and you use it to hurt people. Ouch. Okay? no but it didn't hurt me it's like it didn't get to me that part didn't get to me i filtered that out but i get but when i got sober somewhere along the lines it did come back oh that's and, funny oh, so at the time you just interpreted it as wow i'm awesome i, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just took what i took you know, i guess i was using the old principle take what take what's helpful leave what's not it's like i was taking what was not helpful and, and leaving what would be uh rather than just always depend on we all need support we need to stay plugged in to me supports like plugging our phones in to to get them charged up because we want to be able to take them around and 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 we don't always want to be we don't always need to be plugged into support directly when we do 90 meetings in 90 days that's the way you 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 charge yourself initially for instance but ultimately you you want to go you know you want to be able to, you want to be able to carry this wisdom around within you and that's where this wisdom voice is and so so one of the things you know and we you know it will it will run out of juice if we don't if we don't recharge it but I want people to know that one of the ways you can identify the wisdom voice inside of you is the same as you can with wisdom, wise people is it will not show up unsolicited. You actually have to seek it out. You have to, you know, but people are very surprised when they think, when they say, when you say, I don't know what, close your, because I, you know, in therapists, I think Alan would identify with me with this. It's like, it's like, I get excited when somebody's talking about something and I, and I can't, and I know something about it and I go, oh, I can help with this. It's like, but, but sometimes, you know, I have to, part of my discipline is holding myself back enough to be able to take a moment and say, they ask a question that I'm kind of thinking they probably know the answer to this question. And, and so rather than say, I know the answer over here, it's for me to stop, you know, and, and just pause long enough to say, I don't know, close your eyes for a minute and just ask yourself that question and see what happens. And it's amazing how often something will come up almost always. Something will be there. And they may not trust it exactly, depending on where they are in their therapy, but there is that wisdom, but you have to ask for it to talk, to speak to you. Yeah. Is, is that what they call Socratic is where you just, uh, you it's you're interacting with somebody and then you just get, you get them to keep asking the questions that will lead them to. I guess that is, right? uh, yeah, I'm no, I'm no expert on, on Socrates, but that, yeah, I think that may be uh, part of the Socratic method. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, you know, I'm not, I'm not either. I, I think he was one of the characters in Bill and Ted's bogus adventures. Yeah. Socrates. Socrates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love I love I love Bill and Ted. I as a matter of fact, at the end of my first book, my first book is Simple Truth. Uh and uh the, yeah, the very last quotation in there is uh, uh be excellent to yourselves. You know, Bill and Ted. A, yeah, that's that's a good uh, good words to live by. Um I uh I have no discipline or I had no discipline. I think that's where I mean all kinds of people um every kind of person could succumb to um, issues of addiction and mental health. But I think, yeah, mm -hmm. like I was just completely in, in my own head for mm -hmm. so long. Um, didn't have any, not just, you know, I didn't have any physical discipline. I barely did athletics mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. th things that would kind of put me in other touch in touch with other aspects of getting through mm -hmm. life. And so I mm -hmm. think that that is what recovery has been is like corralling that wisdom into a useful program. 
And um, yeah. I'm still, uh, you know, in the very nascent stages of that. But the discipline is just putting that all that stuff to work. I was looking at my uh, issue of procrastination. I was beginning to realize that maybe I was making some excuse for myself, you know, that that was that, that I need to stop making. And so jump skip to the chase, which is I realized that, that if I ask when I, when, 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 if I ask, and really these days, I, it's always asked. So my wisdom self does it. It's not even, it's not unsolicited, but it's like that wisdom self is speaking to me. If I sit down and read, do my morning readings, things like that, that I'm inviting that in. And I was realizing that although I don't, do, you know, I, I don't have a life that's characterized by rebelling, uh, defining myself against or rebelling other, other against other people uh, or other situations these days, I am still a very powerful, powerful rebel to my own wisdom. And I, and I, and I do it with, you know, by simply not acting. I read this, I read this at the Thursday night group. I'm going to read this little thing. This is, this is a, a thing from the, from, and I don't know how to pronounce this as a Buddhist uh, monk of many centuries ago. Tok, Tokmei Zampo, I think it's in, it's called the 37 practices of the, of the um, Bodhisattva. Um, never mind all that. Just listen to this paragraph. It says, um, this is under a section called purging delusion. Therefore, th I'm going to read this to you because I want to say is I, here's what I, I'll tell you, tell you what I wrote in, the, in the, the margin right after I read that paragraph. I can feel the discomfort just from reading this is what I wrote. And it says, therefore, we become ruthless seekers after the truth about ourselves. We'll read that again. Therefore, we become ruthless seekers after the truth about ourselves. Let no quirk or bad habit escape notice. Be not attached to any of them, for they are implements to your spiritual, they are, excuse me, they are impediments to your spiritual growth. I can still feel it in my chest when I read that. And I think about, because it's, it's saying, it's really is saying, no, leave no, no stone unturned. And it's like, and with that, I began to have this awareness that, and I came up with this question that scared me and that I'm working on now. And that I'm, I'm as I do, as I, if I, if, if I'm succeeding with it, I'll be asking other people to do the same is it's a, what if question, how, or a how, how, how would I be different if I, if I simply followed through with everything my wisdom voice suggested to me. And I became aware of like, wow, how much is there? How much wisdom is there at, at, at this level in my life, at this time in my life that I continue, I don't, I don't didn't, I don't decline it. I mean, I just put it aside, you know, later, 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 you know, and, uh, and and one of the things the wisdom voice says to me, I'm acknowledging this to you and everybody else is listening, is is that doesn't make much sense, Relish. If something if something is troubling you, if something that is not done is troubling you, do it now. Yeah. That's my wisdom voice, and it's like it's like I'm sitting here right now thinking three things immediately that that I have that wisdom. I, I can, can do that. I could have done that. I could do that today. And it's not being done. Well, that's fear, right? I mean, it's fear. You know, faith is the thing that makes you do, utilize the wisdom. And then fear is the thing that 
Yeah, you keep but, it at bay. Right, right. But as, yeah, okay. I think we can track most everything back down to, to fear. It's, it's like the, the but the I but but whether the fear is is you know the first thing I put in my embracing fear book is we need to be able to tell the difference between neurotic fear and healthy fear. You know, it's like that's neurotic fear. I mean, it's like you know if I'm afraid of doing this task that basically you know I could be doing, but you know, it's like no, it's 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 basically a lack of discipline in me. It's like. You know, it's 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 like you know, and 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 I might always make it very clear that that we have to be we have to define our terms because words words are very triggering to people, and if and if the word discipline means punishment to someone, it's like we need a different word. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. Discipline for me is is really a descriptive thing of something that like what you described very much. You and you and I have many things in common, I think, in this way that that is something as is a is a quality or a or a, pra, a technique practice that I have not ever been particularly good at. And one of and one and I, you tell me if this is not true for you. One of the reasons that I have gotten away with that is and i and i by the way the word i'm going to use here i don't i'm not even using it in a negative horrible term but because i have good bullshit because i've always been able to i've been able to talk my way through most everything you know it's one of the reasons that professor who flunked me just pissed me off so much because he just was he he was immune to that Mm -hmm. uh and and it just it bounced off of him he didn't he didn't he, he saw through right he saw through it it's like but it's like because things so many things had come easy for me and that's and there's beautiful blessings to that i appreciate it to be able to do that but uh, but uh, i've never learned i've never needed to learn to be disciplined from the beginning I, I you know you talk to some people and basically how did you get to where you are in your life it's like oh man hard work all every step of the way mm-hmm. you know it's like you talk to me how did you get to be where it's like that's not the answer Oh yeah, no. I, uh, <laughs> I I I became really depressed at one point because um, one of the last offices that I worked at, um, you know, where I where I went in and and did like a nine to five full time, um, I was like, uh, I was high almost every day. I went into work or mm-hmm. hung hung over, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, and uh, my performance uh, thusly was very compromised, and you know, I was always uh, under delivering for the employer mm-hmm. but i uh i would always leave them in stitches i was i i became un, you know kind of unconsciously obviously mm-hmm. very unconsciously mm-hmm. i became like the clown of the office mm-hmm. you know and because it's mm-hmm. a very like few people worked in the office and mm-hmm. uh, they were just so kind to me and of course like when i i when i did my amends later and i had to mm-hmm. uh apologize for all the you know bullshit you I put chose you chose you chose to you did not have to well, I, I, yes, I chose to do it. That's, I'm, that's I'm important. That's important. Yeah. You chose yeah. to do that. But, but that's, it was a survival mechanism. It was a kind of like, what can I, uh, what mm-hmm. I, what can I bring to the table, you know, so that I'm not just thrown out of my ass <laughs> or excluded mm-hmm. completely from like, you know, uh, every, every social circle is like, well, I've got to entertain. So, uh, that's what I was doing. And, and now I, you know, uh, I, I, I hope that I can get by on more than just entertainment, you know, because yeah. I mean, as you know, the, 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 the entertainment becomes not very entertaining at a certain point. Yeah. Well, it, but, and, and, and by the way, that when we, when we, when we get, we let go, and I think this is such a big part of, of emotional sobriety recovery too, is, is when we let go of just 
all of, all or none thinking whenever it's possible to do that. We realize that, you know, those things, everything, you know, you can't black and white what you just said. I mean, you, you know, it didn't mean you didn't have talents. It didn't mean you didn't have abilities. It's, it's like you were, you were performing. It's like, like some, some part, part of that stuff is, is you, you know, we, you know, we, we performed well enough to wear, you, you know, some good bullshit on top of that will, will carry us through. But it's like, you know, if it's, you're not completely incompetent. I mean, I was, I was the uh, director. I mean, I'd helped develop. It was the second program I'd helped develop uh, in the alcohol and drug field. I, uh, and I was the clinical director of that uh, outpatient program. Uh, uh, when my wife confronted me about my own alcoholism, I was the director of this alcohol and drug treatment program. It's like, it's like one of the things that that was you know addressed to me later in my recovery was was you know that that was horrible and you know and it's like. And that I must have been doing all kinds of harm to people, uh, but but you know, I did look into that. I valued that, that with good help. It's like, but I was I was okay. I did. I, I mean, I think I was good. I still use a lot of the same material I wrote and thought about back back in those days. It was like, and and, and I found out that I'm not the. I, initially, you think you're the only one. You know, you know how that goes. It's like we think we're the only one, but it's like I'm not. You know, like I heard somebody finally describe it as those of us who came in the back door. You know, it's like like you know. I just think you know God made me a therapist so I might fi finally catch on to this shit. You know, and. Uh -huh. and Eventually, eventually, I, you know, I did, but it's like, um, so I, so I think there's a matter of, we, we you know, it's good that we in making those amends that we take responsibility for the, for the, for the stuff we got away with and that kind of thing. But it's like, I also think in terms of our own self-compassion is the realize that you also may have been more talented, more, more skilled than you give yourself credit for. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, and I, when you talk about these things, uh, you know, um, so brilliantly, you've mentioned that you are in recovery from self-hate as well. And, mm -hmm. um, and uh, when I hear you speak to these issues, I can tell that like, you've really developed like a very careful and clear eyed way of kind of like parsing uh, yeah, just the voices in your head that tell you mm -hmm. that you're no good or that, that you know, that you're this or that. Mm -hmm. And I just, I didn't, I didn't want to, um, let the episode pass without, uh, asking again about the procrastination. Like, what do you think, where are you right now? As far as like, what do you think your procrastination, like, what's the signal that you're sending to yourself by procrastinating on a task? I think, okay. It, it really is an in the moment thing. I think that, I think that when I, um, I'll I'll go back to a thing that I wrote. It's on my, you know, there's a there's a lot of um we maybe we put a link to this in the in the uh, show notes. There's a there's a, a free download page on my website. Uh and one of them is the five five and I think there's more, but I've so far I've identified what I call, think of as five ingredients to motivation. And so when I go to that and I say basically so because so, uh, I'm a big believer that you know we make too much we often approach even people in the, the helping business we approach and say well that person is just not motivated it's like you know or we think we definitely use that in our self-hatred to ourselves we're just not motivated enough it's like well you know one of the things that i believe is that probably 95 percent of what we do as people helpers is help people identify problems with motivation it's just what we work on it's sort of like you know so to say oh you're, you're not motivated is sort of like you know the oncologist saying well you know well, the problem is you got cancer you know it's it's like 
you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, doctor. What are we going to do about it? So I look at those five points of motivation. And the first one, first, first point is dissatisfaction. It means I got, I, you know, I got, I got to not like something. And that's, a, that's a good thing. Uh, if, I'm, if the rest follow, the other is desire to change. Uh, and the, th the third one is the third one is where a lot of people break down. And I actually was surprised to find that I think in terms of and you're helping me today again by asking that question. I think the, the th in terms of the procrastination thing I'm dealing with right now, I think the third one is where I'm having problems and it is belief that that, that this change is possible. And it doesn't mean in general, like this is where I'll, this is about self-esteem too. It's like, uh, you know, like we can sit in a group and say, do you think it's possible for this person or that person? Everybody goes like, yeah, that's, you know, how many of you think it's not possible for you? It's like well, me, you know, and I, and it's a very, it can be very unconscious. I think that basically it's one of those things where it's like, first of all, the procrastination issue has been there with me so long. It is, I have, I have definitely habituated to it just like the hum of the refrigerator or any other weird sound in your house. We, we have a, we have a, a woodpecker that, that pecks on the outside of our house. A lot of times if somebody's here visiting, they'll go, what's that? And we go, what, you know, but it's very, very noticeable sound, but you're just used to it. But I need to push past that and realize that my, talk about my intrapersonal concept is sitting in that committee room in there is when somebody says well that's not going to happen for you tom that's not that's just not that's not the way it happens for us it's like i have to object at that point so i this is this what you're helping me to do is realize i i i need to stand up the authentic me that's there is listening to the to, to the to the negative voices, the, the sabotaging voices and to the voice of wisdom that says you know no just do this now that i need to say and get to this place where I do, where I practice this scary thing and I haven't done it yet, but I've, I, I have scared, been scaring myself with the question, what, how would I be different? And this, this is what I need to explore. How would I be different if I just did what my wisdom voice told me to do? You know, now I can do it in little ways. The, the ways we, we actually use examples of that get up and clean the cat litter. Don't sit there and fret, get up and do this. Go, go take a walk, do that. I've been doing that. That's, that's so again, in, in light of the self self-esteem, it's like, no, I'm not saying I don't do it at all, but there are, but, but the places where I'm stuck still the procrastination and, and right, right now those are in some, some work, work areas or just some basic responsibilities, you know, preparing paperwork or stuff like that, 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 I, that doesn't interest me at all. I'm, I'm very spoiled about that in my life. I, I do not like to do things that don't seem fun. Uh, uh, like, me neither. I mean, uh. yeah. And it's like, and it's, it, and, and, the good news is we really are good at seeking out things that are fun and creative and entertaining. That's kind of in reason. It's reason we get into jobs that are creative, like yours and mine. It's like, but we still have to do that shit, you know, or so somebody's telling me in my head right now. And, and I would, and I am, I am fretting about it when I could just, this is the, this is the wisdom voice directly. I, you're fretting about it, Tom. And when you could just get it done, and just, if you know, just, just bite the bullet, do the thing that you don't like to do and be done with it. Yeah. I mean, for, to give our listeners some hope, I mean, like how many books have you written, Tom? Mm, I'm going to look at the covers. I'm, uh, there's, uh, depends on how you count, but 10, say 10. Yeah. 10 books, multiple mm -hmm. clients, uh, podcasts, uh, meetings, um, 
chickens, <laughs> horses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you've got a full life and a, and a full set of, of responsibilities, which mm-hmm. you, um, you show up for. And, mm-hmm. th- but I got, I, what I'm getting from this is that every time a new task presents itself, you've got to go through the same <laughs> process yeah. of, you know, and you that's just, and, and that's what it, uh, procra- the fact that you're a procrastinator doesn't, it's, it's not necessarily an impediment to you getting this meaningful stuff done, this enriching stuff done and having a full life. It just means that right. uh, you just, that's a thing that you have to navigate maybe more than others that, uh, right. Yeah, or less inhibited. Well, uh, and uh, go back to the other reframe that we had at the early part is we could even see it as a positive thing that by my doing that, by my and and there's it, it is not lost on me that that by entering into the conversation with you today, uh, you know, and, and this is this is testament to my emotional sobriety. I do I can honestly say right now. I realize there are there are people listening to us about that, so I can say, okay, well that that gives me some increased accountability that I consider I can consider support. I I can I'll let you know if it changes because it's not it's not impossible that it wouldn't, but it's like I I don't feel responsible to you to to resolve this. I don't respond. I don't feel responsible to anyone listening to resolve this. It's like this is where what I think of is. I am when I'm saying I'm going to be working on this, I'm I'm signing a contract with myself and asking anybody who's willing to sign on the witness lines. You know, it's like somebody else has heard me do that. It's like one of the things about emotional sobriety I can say is that and maybe and maybe this is not maybe there's even a downside to this because because, I, you know, maybe I'll let myself off the hook too easily. But it's like I can honestly say that I, you know, I could. I could see myself sitting here sometime from now talking about this and saying, I have not made much progress with that. I have really avoided that. Da, 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 da. And I, I could feel good. I would feel good about being truthful about it. I don't think I would feel ashamed of myself for not having done it. It's like, because that's, that's just between me and me. It really doesn't impact you. It doesn't impact anybody else who's listening. It's like, I'm not doing, I wouldn't, if I'm doing it, I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm doing it for me. You know, and uh, and, but I think having said that, I think this can help me. It gives me a little um, uh, a a little a little extra shot in the arm to to be more aware of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I um, what you just described um, kind of like putting aside. uh, Shame that is not useful, um, uh, kind of like uh, assessments of yourself and um, judgments that um don't really like lead you to a productive place uh because i think that we can get in the habit of yeah just being hard on ourselves emotional sobriety isn't doesn't mean that you're not calling yourself to account and kind of like always moving to a better version of yourself to kind of like a better way of living you you know you just said a phrase that we need to remember uh shame that is not useful Cause that's a very practical test to put it to is this shame help me in some way. It's like, because it, what you said is we're, no one ever people to think of recovery or emotional sobriety is about letting ourselves off any hooks. Cause it's not, it's like, you know, it's interesting to me. You, you've probably heard this. You hear people say that about AA. Sometimes they'll go like, Oh, AA, those people just make excuses. And, and of course, what do we know about the person who says that we know that person has never set foot inside an AA meeting. It's like you can't go into an AA meeting and come out and thinking anybody is successfully making an excuse. Because well, that's that's interesting. So people people say that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think they there's I've heard it a lot and, and, and go like, no, it's like it's so 
you know, and, I, and it's a misunderstanding sometimes with this intrapersonal process that I do, um, too, when I say, um, like, I remember there was a, when I was first doing it with, with eating disorders and, uh, um, and I would say, okay, you put your, we would use the acronym ad for the eating disorder. And I would, you know, and I would teach people how to, how to rebel again, take their rebellion and rebel against their, their eating disorder, their ad, instead of beating themselves up. And, and I had a, a, a very, a, a very well-known, very brilliant, um, uh, therapist and author in in the field of eating disorder that that uh, wrote to me and said said she thought that I was I was giving uh, giving somebody them something to bl to blame and letting them off the hook which I thought was a good question and I, and I wrote a I think this is on my download page too I wrote a thing in response to her and I uh, that I eventually put out there it's called don't blame Ed which is about how when you do make these separations these uh, to use Alan's terms the differentiation it not only doesn't doesn't give you an excuse it makes you more responsible those of us who acknowledge that we have addiction what we're doing is is we go like whatever whatever excuse we could have used in the past we're giving it up it's like no because because the addiction the addiction nor any of these culprits they cannot make us do anything my addiction is very powerful very cunning very powerful and very clever uh, can intimidate, can con me, can do, can seduce me, all these things. But that addiction cannot make my hand take a drink and pour it into my mouth. It can't do it. I have to agree to that. So that makes me responsible. The eating disorder person, same thing. They can't make you, they can't make the eating, Ed cannot make you binge. Ed cannot, Ed cannot keep you from, from, from picking up food and eating it. If you're an anorexic, it's like, you know, and and the and a little bit more complicated when we get into the self hatred. But Ed, Ed, you know, Ed, Ed cannot cannot actually make us make us cannot self cannot harm us himself. He can talk us into self harm, whether that be psychologically or physiologically. But we're all responsible. We have to. Nothing happens that we don't say yes to. And that's yeah. where, that's where this has this has to take us. So, I um the the part you said uh, earlier about um. A necessary part of the ingredient uh, of the process to overcome, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, some of these demons is a, a belief that change is possible, a belief that uh, mm -hmm. there's some potential to get a leg up on some of these things. And uh, mm -hmm. I just uh, I'm amazed that I have gotten uh, as far as I have uh, with all of the way that the deck was stacked against me uh, just inside my own mind and mm -hmm. what you're talking about and what you overcame to just get the, you know, uh, decades now of sobriety that you've gotten. I mean, I just like, cause I, cause I talk to people that are struggling um, with addiction and they just like, you could just tell when they don't just say it outright, you can just hear it in their voice that they just don't think they have it in them to do it, to live yeah. in a different way. But I just know that they do. And, but like, and that's, what's just so fascinating. And I'll just probably spend the rest of my life thinking about it. Like, you know, ways to, to nurture that germ inside people mm -hmm. to, to get mm -hmm. them, to move them to that place where they, where yeah. they real, they realize that, that a different way is possible. Yes. And, you know, it's, but, it's, but, but how cool, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, when they say in AA, you spot it, you got it kind of stuff. And when they, when they say that to us, when we're judging people, that's where we first learn it. You know, it's like, I say, well, that person's, you know, an asshole because of so-and-so, well, you spot it, you got it. It's like, mm, shit, that's probably true. It's like, I'm, you know, so I need to take a look at that myself. 
but spotted you got it also applies to the positive things and this is this is where it's harder for those of us who who, who have a long history of, of of beating the crap out of ourselves or buying into that is the idea is that you and you where you are in your recovery you're in this place where you spot it you got it you could look at somebody you can listen to somebody and you and you can actually see this may seem codependent but it's like it's it's the truth it's like it's you you can see their abilities not just potential but you can see the ability in that person that they can't see in themselves i do that with clients a lot of times just go like some sometimes sometimes i'll just say to people look all i want you to do i'm telling you what i believe about you i want you to believe that i believe what i'm saying because sometimes people, as you know, you can feel bad enough about yourself that you, if somebody's saying something positive, they can lose credibility because they're th they're saying positive things about you. And you can be thinking, you know, you, you, we usually think nice things like, well, that's because that person just is nice. Or if you're a therapist, they go, well, that's just because I pay you, you know, and it's like, you know, and I always point out to them, no, you pay me to be honest with you. You don't pay me to, to, to pat you on the head and make you feel all better. And, and, and if you think you're paying me to make you feel better, just think about some of the sessions we've had. Cause I promise you every session you come in here, you don't end up feel, feeling better. It's like, we, we, you know, we dig into some pretty heavy stuff, but I love the fact that, yeah, that you could describe that. Um, and I'd love the other thing, a couple of things for you, Patrick, sh sh shame, shame that is not useful. Be sure you jot that down. It's, it's more important than I jot it down. And the other thing, just, this is just you as uh, probably I'm, I'm just identifying you as the, the writer in you, the deck stacked against me in my, uh, in my own mind. It's mm -hmm. like, do you write these things down? I mean, I know you're a writer, but do you write re reflections like because you have a way of words about describing this shit that is really good? Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, that's where I, I, I it reminds me of how I need to bulk up my daily practice because uh, I'm still, yeah, getting that all that stuff together just in terms of. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, you got okay. To, uh, well, I know, and I know you, the one that edits this this podcast. Do not edit out this part that I'm talking to you about what you're good at, and and do it. Okay, so, <laughs> I won't. Yeah, so, so please don't do that because no, you're very good at that, and, and it's like, uh, you know, and I mean, you know, our our training has been is important, but it's like it's it's as it, it, therapists, but it's like, you know, we're, we're all we're all people helpers, you know, and it's like and and and. The truth is you get into recovery and you become a people helper because that's actually part of how we help ourselves. I hope to be, I hope to continue to be, um, do you, well, you uh, are. well, I thank you, Tom. And, uh, do you, uh, do a daily writing thing? I do. I do a, um, interesting right procrastinating a writing project is one of the things one of the procrastination things I'm uh, uh, deal, working on right now. It's one of the things I'm referring to, uh, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as say as I'm, I'm good at every single day, but no, for the last, um, uh, my, my love of, uh, stoicism has, has, uh, uh, fueled me and, and Eric geared me to where I, I start each, each day with, um, uh, with, uh, have several different books I read from, but I'll read some, uh, I re will write. I mean, I, I usually just write all over these books and, and crimple the pages and things like that. And I have a journal in that, that spot where I do that. And we'll sometimes, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll write, even if I just write 
quotations down from what I'm reading, or sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll come up with my own little uh, things about that. So I'll write there, but, and, and at, at times, not always, but when, when it occurs to me and, and the time, and I have enough time, I'll, I'll end up writing a, a little entry that uh, Alan and I are working on a book right now. That's uh, one day at a time in emotional sobriety. And I'll, I'll end up writing down a, 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 at least a rough draft for a thing like that. So I would, I would say more days than not, you know, and now as far as actually professionally being a per person who sits down to write every day, I do not do that. But in terms of that personal writing, I, I do. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, exactly. And, and that's kind of what you're speaking to about. Um, you just got to turn the valve on. You got to let some of that out somehow, you know, um, well, even if it's you, not always formal. But the other thing is you and I talked about this when we got to, when we got to hang out together and uh, be roomies at, at Allen's. Um, it was because this is when I, I ended up writing this down because because I was because I was doing that practice and uh, and 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 realizing you and you were talking about not wanting to go work out. They, they, they had a workout room down there and you were talking about you didn't want to go do it, but you did it. You know, yeah. and and so we were talking about, and I don't remember the exact thing, but 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 our and they said I was thinking about it when we were talking about it was that it's the exact same thing with sitting down and doing my reading and my my little notes in the margin or or my little journal thing. It's like it doesn't matter my motivation at that moment, my my intent. It doesn't matter if, if I'm doing it just because I need because I I agreed to do it. That's see that's discipline. That we're back to our theme. It's like like. It's the same as when I go in on my rowing machine. It's like I don't have I don't have to be in a certain state of mind for that for that to help me. It's like you know, and we were talking about that when you did that because it's like regardless if no matter how bad your attitude was that day, you worked out. So whatever whatever the whatever that discipline does for your body, yeah, it was it was done whether you liked it or not. Well, you know what's pretty good is that uh, on that day or that weekend, um, you did really great on stage with the prep mm -hmm. that you uh, mm -hmm. that you had made yourself do, and I mm -hmm. did not, uh, you know, get a hernia or whatever from <laughs> lifting the weights. You know, <laughs> we we both I think had the right made the right call we, and actually we did good. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that was it was it was fun. It's like uh, Alan Alan has not stopped to talk, and that makes us. I think we were good guests because Alan has not stopped talking about having us back over there since. In, so oh yeah well we got to do that it's uh what a like what an idyllic place i mean i really did feel like um you know i was riding through uh, we were just I, I could almost see like the continental army you know kind of like the ghosts it's, going through the trees i know, you know but yeah. those little communities up there it is, it is it is you really are riding through you know up those little houses that are right on the street out the road you know that you know that have been yeah. there since long before any of us were ever thought of right i like to imagine alan had like a powdered wig and then like the t the tires are making that click 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 sound of the uh you know <laughs> but yeah. yeah it was wonderful it was wonderful so well, well uh, you've helped you've helped as always when we when we do one-on-one -on -one, you you've helped me today patrick i appreciate you i appreciate you too uh it's always a pleasure and um next week alan should return and we'll chop it up again peace out change your life change your myth Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with Then with glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing 
entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends Until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me Thank you. 